you are listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. I do want to welcome those who are watching online. I actually uh, visited a neighbor, like a kind of a distant neighbor, yesterday, and I didn't know him really well, but I I, I pulled in, I had to do, talk to him about something, and, and he goes, I've been watching you guys online. And I was like, he goes, I really like the one with you and Audra, you know, I'm glad to know that you guys have difficulties too. <laughs> and, um, and, and he goes, I'd like to go check out your church sometime. And I was like, absolutely come. He goes, are we allowed to come? I was like, of course you're allowed to come. Anybody can come. But sometimes people actually feel like that, like this is some club and there's no club. The doors are wide open. So if you're watching online, uh, you're always welcome to join us and become a part of the family. So um, yes, welcome. Well, Palm Sunday, I really want to get to there. If you have your Bibles, uh, the account of, of Palm Sunday actually takes, or how we celebrate this, is in Matthew chapter 21 in your Bibles. Uh, that is the one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, um, New Testament. If you have your Bibles, turn up to there. If you have the Bible app, you can turn that on your device. Remember, you can always find that really easily by going to uh, the Grace Capital Church app on your smartphone, and you'll find a way to get to the Bible app. Well, what we do is we celebrate this day because it is known as the triumphal entry. Jesus has done miracles um, in, in his ministry, and people are starting to realize that he is who he says he is, the king. And he's probably going to conquer the Roman Empire because the Romans were oppressing the people at the time. And here comes King Jesus. Obviously, he's divine because he's doing all these supernatural things. And uh, people are starting to make the connection to the Old Testament prophecies that were spoken of who Jesus is. And so here he is, the triumphal entry. Jesus goes, asks his um, disciples to go get him a colt, which is, which is actually written in prophetic books, uh, that he would do that in Zechariah 9 and Isaiah. You don't have to worry about those, but Old Testament. So they get this colt, and they, they lay their, their coats on the colt's back, and Jesus is walking into, or on this donkey, walking into Jerusalem, the donkey's walking. He's riding into Jerusalem, and uh, people are waving their palm branches and, and really celebrating him. They're laying their cloaks on the ground where the donkey's going to walk, and people are just this celebration. And you've got to think, for Jesus, at this moment, that it was this emotion of like, oh, people finally get who I am. But just a few days later, it goes from this triumphal kingly entry to all of a sudden to this praise and glory to this place where now he's being accused. He's brought before the leaders, the religious people want him killed. And the story continues on, which, by the way, our Thursday service this week will be kind of a Monday, Thursday, Good Friday service. So you come Thursday, you're going to get the, the essence of Monday, Thursday, Good Friday. And, um, but here he is, then, he, then he's, his closest friends turn his back on him. And then just a little moments after that, now he's carrying a cross. He's being whipped. He's being beaten. And 
I want us to just think for a moment on on our story. See, Jesus always kind of is willing to live his story, but so much of our lives are in line with his story. Have you ever been in a place where all of a sudden everything's just going so great? It's amazing. I'm on top of the world. And on a dime, life takes a turn, and you might have all of a sudden faced a disappointment, a trial, somebody who just backstabs you, you lose your job, you lose a loved one, a tragic accident. How could it change so fast? And you ask the questions like, where's God in the middle of this? Today I want to talk about not only Jesus' life, but realize that it's in going from the, the triumph to the trial. There's a journey that is being taken that's leading you to a cross and a crucifixion. And at that crucifixion, you can only have a resurrection if you have a crucifixion. Now, Jesus, we celebrate him, but I also want you to let you know that sometimes we just get to this place of talking about um, Palm Sunday and Easter, and we, we do celebrate Jesus, but we realize that we have a story in Jesus' story. It's the same story of going from triumph to trial to going to a crucifixion so we can have a resurrected life. But I want to be specific to that. I know my own life, I've had those moments. My wife and I, we were pregnant with, I think, number four. I can't remember exactly if it's three or four. And we were celebrating. We always kind of wanted four kids. And we're getting close to that three-month time where it's kind of like, yes, we're getting ready and celebrating. And we had a little gap between, actually, it was fourth, because we had a gap between number two and number three. And then all of a sudden... Audra miscarried. Painful, painful, painful. And it went from this, this triumph to all of a sudden this trial, like what just happened? Or maybe when I was in, in business and, and, uh, and we were, there was back in the time where I was building spec houses and they were selling as fast as I was building them. All of a sudden I had like four spec houses that nothing was selling. But I had debt, and all of a sudden, it was kind of like I was riding high in business, and then all of a sudden, what just happened? But I realized in the moments of those painful times, those moments of those trials, that it was something that was, that was allowing to die in my life so something really good could be resurrected. So in Matthew 21, I'm not good, I gave you the, the story of the triumphal entry, but I want you to read that at some point in time. Matthew 21, 1 through 11. But I, but I want to, to realize that sometimes the weight of life can be misinterpreted. I think sometimes the trial of, of your life circumstance can be misinterpreted. And I think sometimes a trial, we look at them as so negative and we look at the pressure of life as like, I'm going to like, I can't handle it. But I, I just wonder, I wonder if the way of life is actually realizing that, that when the Bible says that we are to pick up our cross daily and follow Jesus to deny ourselves. Actually, that verse is, I want you to look up that verse. Luke chapter 9, verse 23, it's on your screen. And Jesus said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. Again, Jesus is saying, I want you to identify with me. 
Jesus' triumphal entry. Life is going amazing. Everybody's praising him, you know, feeling great. He's the king. Only just days later, though, that he finds himself carrying a cross after being whipped, beaten, and his friends turning his back on him. But, but I wonder if, if Jesus is saying, if anyone's to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. I think the deny, what is the deny? I think when we have trials and difficulties in life, these times where life just kind of like turns on its head and we say, how do we get through it? We have these emotions that make us want to run away. We want to hide. We want to mask the feeling. We, we react to it instead of responding to it. And I wonder if we'll let him deny himself. That deny is actually denying our feelings at the moment. You see, our feelings are real, but they're not the com complete reality. Let me say that again. Feelings are real, but they're not the complete reality. Because there's a bigger story that's being unfolded in the midst of your trial. You see, the story of Jesus was, it was, Jesus was leading us to the place to, that we could experience a personal relationship with our Father in heaven. Before, that was not possible. Old Testament is only the priest who could get into the Holy of Holies. We know that when Jesus went to the cross, the veil was ripped into the veil that was in the temple, which meant now everybody had access to our Father in heaven, to God. But without Jesus going through that trial, it wouldn't have led to the crucifixion that wouldn't have allowed the resurrection, like our own life. It's the times that we have to carry the cross that leads us to a point of death in our life. Now, I'll tell you what that means in a minute. Now, I'm not saying death, like, a, like we're dead, 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 like you have a funeral death. But there are things in our life that we need to die to for the resurrection of what he wants to do in our life to come to fruition. All right, you're getting it. I like that. All right. In John 12, 24, it says this. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls onto the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. In other words, and by the way, this is, these are Jesus' words in John, the Gospel of John, John recounting, this was still the same time that Jesus was predicting his death, but Jesus is saying this to help us to identify that there are things in our life that have to die for it to produce something of greater multiplication in your life. So unless you're willing to go to that place of death, there can't be a resurrection. There can't be this new life that he wants to do. Another great verse says this in Romans 5, 1 through 5. I'm going to start in verse 3. But we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character. And character produces hope. 
Well, there's quite a few steps there before we get to hope, isn't it? goes from suffering to endurance to character that produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given, who has been given to us. The Holy Spirit who's been given to us. A lot of steps along the way. So I wonder if when we are facing the going from the triumph to the trial... When Jesus says that while we're going there, that we're realizing that actually as you're going through the trial, the pressure could be the pressure of carrying the cross. All that represents is it's the journey towards your death. But you know, Americans, people in the West, we don't like pain. We don't like hardship. We don't like difficulty. And actually, if we feel like we're going through hardship or difficulty, we say it's something bad. But what if it's something so good? What if it's the very journey that we need to walk in that God does his best work in our lives to lead us to the place where it says, I give up, you take control, I choose to die. I choose to become more humble. I choose to not be the Lord of my life. I choose to allow you to be the Lord of my life. And then we finally die to ourselves that we then can fully live. You see, I wonder if we're afraid to die. But it's in our death that we actually live. And we just want to mask the pain We want to mask the difficulty, and we don't want to go through it. But maybe it really is the thing that brings us to the place where we can experience the cross so we can experience the resurrection. Okay, so here's the reality is I do know when life is hard. I want to be transparent with you and, and to not make, um, yeah, not, not to make people feel uncomfortable or bad about it, but I have to say, you know, it's, as you know, Jesse, who's our children's director, is, is uh, taking on another job, and we love Jesse, and I celebrate this other job, but, but man, that was really hard for me to take that news. And I noticed that, that I found myself almost kind of getting down about it and, and really just, you know, almost, almost feeling like something inside of me was dying. I, I couldn't understand what it was, and maybe it was because this was Jesse's first job right out of college, and we picked her, and we, we, we poured our lives into her and helped develop her, and, and just felt the sting of like probably what a father feels like when you release one of your girls to be married, right? <laughs> it's like, why did you have to? I thought forever I would be your light of your life forever, as a dad feels like, right? But now you love a different man. <laughs> I don't like that. And so maybe there's a part of me, but then I realized that as there are parts in me that were, I felt like were dying, I then started turning my attention to say, but what are you birthing? What are you allowing something to come to life in my life in the midst of being willing to go through the hardship and the pain of letting somebody go? 
And I think we have a choice when life gets hard. I think we have a choice. We have a choice to either run away from the pain, hide from the pain, mask the pain, or we can choose to still feel the weight of the situation, but realize the weight of the situation is actually the cross of Jesus Christ that we're carrying. And it's not, let me tell you, it's not a burden per se. It's pressure. This verse right here in Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30. It's not on the screen, but write this down. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. In other words, you feel the pressure. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, lowly, or humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, the interesting thing about a yoke, and some people, young people, you might not know what this is, but it's, uh, it's a farming term. A yoke is a wooden yoke, a, a piece of wood that goes across two oxen that have a loop around it that goes around the neck and another loop that goes around it goes around another neck. There's two oxen. Typically, farmers would put a much more experienced, mature oxen with a young one because they would do the bulk of the pulling and carry the bulk of the weight. And the young one, though, would be attached to them to learn and to know what to do. I think that's what Jesus is telling us. He's saying, when life gets hard, choose to yoke yourself with Jesus. Choose to be willing to carry the cross representing that Jesus is with you, that he's actually carrying that cross with you. But he has, he has the picture of your life at the end. You might not see it. You might not know the beautiful thing that he's starting to do in your life. As you're willing to carry the cross, to allow something to die in your life, to a place that he's going to bring you to a resurrection that's going to prosper your life. But it's not going to be a burden that, that destroys you or, or, or pushes you so far down you can't get back up. Instead, he says, take upon my yoke and it's going to not be a burden for you. It's going to be light and it's going to be good for your souls. Today, you might be experiencing a trial in life. You might have experienced before riding the high, and then all of a sudden life comes crumbling down. And maybe you misinterpreted that as like somehow, God, where are you? And the reality is they're right there close next to you. Maybe you've misinterpreted the pressure that you feel in life and you say, why do I feel that pressure? Maybe it's the pressure of God's gentle hand in your life saying, I'm bringing you someplace good. Romans 8, 28. He makes all things work together for good. For those who love him called according to his purposes. Look at this on the screen. When life moves from triumph to trouble, pick up your cross carry to a place of death so a resurrection can take place in your life. If you could walk away with knowing this, that Jesus modeled it so beautifully for us, 
that he had to go from the triumph, the, the everybody praising him, the king has come, hallelujah, praise the king, waving palm branches, and you've been there in life, right? Everything's going so well. I'm on the top of the world. And then things come crashing down so fast. A marriage begins to struggle. The dream job disappears. The children that you thought were like straight-A students all of a sudden go a little rogue on you. Finances start to take a hold in a negative way. But could it be that he is working with you in such a way that allows you to carry a cross, feel that pressure, come to the place to say, God, what are you doing in my life in the midst of this? Allow something to die. And I'll tell you the, the thing that dies, a lot of his pride, a lot of his self-assurance, a lot of his saying, I can do it. You die to those things. And you say, Jesus, it's only you. And you put your trust and faith in him. And at that moment, there is something that dies inside of you. But it's something that was not really good for you anyways. That thing dies, and then you come to the other side of it. And he says, now let me birth something so amazing, a resurrected life. What is he needing to resurrect in you today? Before that resurrection happens, is a cross to be carried, a death to be died, death to be died. I don't know if we you know what I mean. So a resurrection can be lived. If any of that makes sense. Would you be willing in your hardship to realize the pressure you're feeling could just be the cross that you're carrying that's leading you to a great place of a resurrection. I think it would be fitting to sing this song in closing. Would we stand together and sing and then I'm going to close this off with a call to action.
He's so gentle. He never forces himself upon us. But if we get to choose to say, you know what? I'm going to deny my feelings. I'm going to deny feeling I'm going to do it on my own. And I'm going to pick up my cross and follow him. To know that Jesus, I'm yoked with him and he's going to bring me to a place of resurrection. A place of resurrection. If we just bow our heads. I just want to get a response. Close your eyes for a moment. And how many people would just say, I I need a resurrection in my life. Just slip up your hand. There's a situation all across this room. You can put your hand down. There's a situation. You're just like, man, things just are not working. And I need something to work. Let's be willing to deny ourselves. Let us humble ourselves. Let us say, God, what do you need to have? to die in my life that I can look to you and allow the resurrection to take place in my life. I also know there's some people here today who don't even know Jesus as their Lord and Savior that have never made a personal commitment to follow him. And if that is you and you want to say a simple prayer with me, I'll just repeat it right here for all of us. It'll be just a good reminder like I did in my living room when I was in my 20s. Would you like to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior in a personal relationship with him? I'm not going to make you do anything. All I'm asking you to do is raise your hand and then under your breath, repeat a simple prayer after me. Is there anybody here who say, I would like to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to give my life to him today. Just slip up your hand just so I can see you. Thank you. Anybody else? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. All right, let's give the Lord a big hand for that, yes. Thank you. So Lord Jesus, for those who raise their hand, this is what we're going to say right here.
Jesus, come into my life. Just whisper under your breath, Jesus, come into my life. I'm sorry for living on my own, trying to do life on my own. Sorry for my past mistakes. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for taking away my guilt and my shame. Jesus, thank you for going to the cross for my sin. And for three days later, you went to the grave and you rose again. And we believe that, Lord Jesus, that you conquered death for me. Jesus, I know I'm not going to be perfect, but I want to live my life following you. The Bible says that when we give our lives to Jesus, we then become a new creation. There's something that happens in our spirit that should change your life, that there should be something different that goes on inside of you. Begin to get in God's word and read his word. It's not about do's and don'ts, but it's about a relationship with a God who loves you, who wants to be close to you. So, Father, I pray right now that you would just help each one of us to continue to faithfully live for you. Let us be willing to die to ourselves. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would help us to be willing to become more humble, to try not to do it on our own. When life gets hard, let us feel that pressure, but realize it's just your cross that we're carrying that helps us to come to the other side, which is a resurrected life. Jesus, we thank you for this resurrected life that you want us to live. Everybody said, amen. If I can have the prayer team come forward right now, if you need prayer today, we would love to pray with you. Um, If you guys can just make your way right now, just so people would know who you are, you can face these guys here and then if you need prayer for healing if you need prayer for encouragement you need prayer for deliverance you need prayer for anything that 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 you feel and by the way i know we have more prayer team here those who did the doing what jesus did you guys are part of that prayer team come on up all right love you guys have an amazing week remember thursday monday thursday good friday service and we'll see you Easter sunday Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If this ministry has impacted you and you would like to partner with Grace Capital Church to impact the communities around you, please join us at gccnh.com forward slash partners.